EJ Moore, quiet thousand yard season. Ah, it, it's, it's Brandon Marshall at fifteen oh eight. Marcus Robinson right behind him. Hmm. Someone asked you his uh his probability of breaking Brandon Marshall's season record that with five games left. Mm, I give him about a thirty-five percent chance. You, our top three, uh, uh, actually, our top four is pretty solid. It's Alshon Jeffrey fourteen twenty-one, Marcus Robinson at fourteen hundred, Jeff Graham at thirteen oh one, and Brandon Marshall was fifth at twelve ninety-five. Allen Robinson is six at twelve fifty. So actually, the, the top five look like something. Top five receivers, uh-huh. single single season yards. It, it it's a lot better than I would have imagined. Now career receiving yards. I don't understand how nobody has been able to get around 5,000, but I guess it's because a lot of these guys either got injured early or moved. Because you got Marshall yeah. Jeffrey, Marcus Robinson, Jeff Graham, Allen Robinson, Johnny Morris in the 60s, Marty Booker. These are some of the guys rounding up the top 10 uh, single season yardage uh, years in Bears history. Harmon Hill, the Bears all time receiver, he's not even in the top 10 for single season. He got it. Probably based on longevity. Yeah, he's not even in the top ten for single season. Yeah, I would not have thought that we had some actual decent numbers for the highest season 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 uh, reception yards. I'm I'm kind of didn't didn't uh, Matt Forte have a thousand yard receiving season with us too? He just missed it. Just missed it. Uh. He just missed it. There was one year he was on pace. He got hurt, but he he had a hundred. He had a hundred catch season. Okay, all right. That's what I'm probably remembering the hundred catch season. All right, another player that uh started with the Bears, left and did his best. I guess maybe most winning was Robbie Gold. He announced his long awaited, long put off retirement today, uh, December seventh. You remember Robbie Gold very fondly here in Chicago, man. I mean, we still had Robbie in 2000, what was that, 2018? We could have went on a run. Uh, Yeah, Robbie, if we had Robbie in 2018, we probably, well, we know we get out the first round, but oh, I yeah. think that team would have ended up in the Super Bowl. Because I think the Eagles would have probably been their toughest. That was a team that matched up best with them, and I thought that would have been their toughest uh, opponent during that NFC, uh, NFC that 2018 NFC playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely think we could have we would have went on a run if we had Robbie in 2018. Um, the reason I say that is in his career for the playoffs, 29 of 29, 40 for 40 for extra points. Never he was automatic, automatic. I only remember the I only remember the kicker who we had out there in 2018, and you said you said all through that season like I don't trust Buddy, <laughs> I don't trust Buddy. I don't remember his name. We're I'm not gonna bring up mind. his name. We're not Good. gonna bring up his name. Yeah. Uh, one of my best uh, memories of Robbie, the 2006 season. I remember he drilled a game winner. I think it was against Seattle. In the uh, divisional round, that sent us to the uh, championship game, game-winning field goal. Um, I, I, I wish we can get back to that point of uh, playoff happiness. I didn't realize Robbie was um 
Robbie's on that Bears Super Bowl team. Yeah. Wow, I'm, I'm looking at he the Bears for eleven years. I didn't know he got there in 2005 though, so he was in the early lovey days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Enjoy your retirement, Robbie. Enjoy. You've been well deserved. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very well are you play for three are you, franchises. Are you putting Robbie in the Hall of Fame? No. <laughs> no. Fair no. Enough. I like the Bears, but I'm not I'm not I'm not going down that uh that Homer path. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let someone else skate that one. Their field goal kickers are in the Hall of Fame. I don't I don't think it's more than five. I'm, I know there's a couple punters that are in there. I don't know if there's an actual just field goal kicker in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, it's a small number. I know it's maybe I, I might have been going too far if I said five. It, it's probably less. See, I, I think George Blanda is in there, but I well, remember he mm-hmm. was a he was in the days when you played quarterback and yeah. kicker. I'm, yeah. I'm talking pure kickers. Well, I mean, uh, other than Blanda, like you po- like you you pointed out, I know Justin Tucker is going to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. That's two. I think um, there was an old guy named Jan Jan Stanerud. I see that name a lot. I think he went in there, kicker in the early early Super Bowl era for the kickers. I think he's in there. If Robbie had some more Pro Bowls, maybe he'd have made it. I th- I'm looking at his uh, NFL, well, football, Pro Football Reference, and he's only got, well, he doesn't have, he has one Pro Bowl, one All Pro. If he was able to make the Pro Bowl, Robbie only say, has one seven, Pro Bowl and one All Pro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that was his second season in the league. If he was able to get some more, some more season season awards, he probably could have made an argument for himself. Um, speaking of Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl voting opened up this week. I'm a, yeah. Well, some I know I know we're a four and eighteen. It's not much to be the right home about. Not not much to be happy about. But outside of that, individual performances. Who would you send? Who would you send to the Pro Bowl from this team? Well, I got four guys who I think are deserving of Pro Bowls. I'm not saying these four guys are going to get in. I'm just saying I think they've been deserving. Uh, I'm not saying they're shoe ins or guaranteed or locks or that I that they'd be snubbed if they would not go in. But first and foremost, uh, I would say Jalen Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got to be leading. Uh, the Pro Bowl charge uh, for the Bears. Another guy I look at is uh, DJ Moore. He's had a really good season, even with uh, inconsistencies at quarterback and injuries. He's over a thousand yards already. He's at seventy catches. He's got six touchdowns. He's got the numbers. Now the thing with um, DJ is he might get in a numbers crunch. You got CD Lamb having a great year. You got Amon Saint Amon Ross St. Brown having another really good year. He's already got a hundred catches and over a thousand. You got Puka Nakua having a really good year out of nowhere. And you got uh Mike Evans 
I mean, all those guys, Evans and 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 the cool will have numbers very similar to more. So between those three, they're going to be fighting for that last two spot. Other two guys that I think um, should get some recognition or at least some consideration: uh, Tevin Jenkins and T.J. Edwards. Tevin, he might be hurt by missing four games that stand on the on the IR. Uh, T.J.'s got a lot of tackle numbers. I don't know if the committee will be looking for more more sacks and more turnovers, but TJ's played very consistent. So I think he's, he's, he's got to get some consideration. Tevin Jenkins is a hard sell. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's played well when he's Hasn't been on the given field. up a sack. Hasn't given yeah. up a sack. Yeah. Very few pressures was offensive lineman of the week. Not for the bears for the NFL, I believe, or the NFC a couple weeks ago. His PFF numbers are are high. They are elite at his position high, and he's mm-hmm. he, he's he's backed it up on the field. Great run grades, which you expect. He's a big, strong guy. We I think when he was drafted, we knew Tevin Jenkins is going to be a force in the run game. Um, mm-hmm. But his his footwork and his ability and pass protection has been really good. So uh, yeah, the, the the games played might hurt him, but for the games he's been out there. He's been very Pro Bowl level, whatever size. I can, see, whatever. I can see all four of those guys getting some type of Pro Bowl consideration. As you know, you know players they'll get they'll get the nod and then say, "Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna go." And then you get the you know, other guys get pushed up into it. I can see all four of those guys possibly being there. I don't know where the game is played nowadays, but I don't even I know what type guys. of game it's played. I, I turned into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame. I turned into the Pro Bowl last year, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw them taking snaps without a, a an offensive line or a defensive line, and, and two receivers out. It, it looks it's more of a contest and a weekend ceremony. I don't think they. I don't think they're playing the actual game anymore. Yeah. Makes sense. So I don't know how many guys are going to actually pull out because, um, I mean, guys don't like to pull out anyways, but um, I don't know how many. <laughs> that was very immature. Very immature. You you got to stop. You, you you turn everything I say into something else. I just look at your facial expression and your silence lets me. <laughs> you got to stop. As I said, a lot of guys don't like to pull out. However, very few guys are pulling out anymore because there's no reason to pull out. So it's a very controlled, controlled game. Not yeah. much risk. I mean, air quotes. You're not going to pull out game. if there's no risk. You're not going to pull out if there's no risk. Nobody's going to get hurt in this situation. So. I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's no risk. Why pull out? <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, right. so let's 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 move on towards the uh, the game at hand. The Bears had an off week; they enjoyed it. I, you know, I I was able to watch football without any stress last Thank week. God. Yeah, the Bears unless got you play the... fantasy football, unless you're in fantasy football, but fighting for a playoff spot, it was a very stress free weekend for you. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless. Unless you give yourself stress. These are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home against Detroit. It's time to get our lick back. I don't want the Bears to go crazy. 
crazy the last five weeks and start pushing themselves further down the draft board. But how many fans have traditionally done this? Yeah, traditionally done this since I've been a fan. I, re- I remember when the early years in my fandom, when Peyton Manning was coming out, generational quarterback, everybody knew this guy was good. Wani, like he does every single year, just had to get to that fourth win at the very end of the season. We went from number one to number five, and from Peyton Manning to Curtis Eames. Oh, Hell of a consolation prize. <laughs> Hell of a in the consolation prize. How long was Enos in the league? Five years? No, three. Three? Curtis didn't even play for another team, yeah. That's the type of shit that happens to the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Well, the, the good thing for us this year is we have the Panthers controlling our destiny for the top pick, and, and they don't do Bear-type stuff. They're just losing. And it yeah. doesn't look like there's any breaking or losing happening. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Good thing. The Bear, uh, the, the Panthers also, the only team that's been mathematically eliminated. So everything's going according to plan. Everything's going according to plan. Now, back to the Bears versus Detroit. I don't want the Bears to go crazy, but I do want the Bears to win one of these last two division games they got going up on the schedule. I don't like how we keep losing close to Detroit. At some at some point, we got to, you know, let them know that we ain't, you know, we ain't easy. And you got we're losing gotta, to them like they used to lose to us. Yeah. We find a you way remember to that? <laughs> do you remember that opening game? It had to be either 2019 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in Detroit. And I think the Bears are down by two touchdowns. And Mitch was playing absolutely awful. And somehow, some way, he threw for two touchdowns in the final corner. Uh, not even in the final corner, the final four or five minutes. And then um, DeAndre Swift, their rookie running back, dropped what would have been a sure touchdown to walk in. And that's how we won. That's how we now lose to Detroit. Mm. That's how we've lost to Detroit. Yeah. Fumbles and nonsense. That's how you've been losing. Um, again, I, I'm in. I'm in a funny position. I do want the if if Green Bay, Green Bay right now holds the last playoff spot. If Green Bay needs to win the la- week 18 to get in, I really that want would the Bears be, to, to spoil that. Spoil that. I really do. That would be the highlight of the decade if we can yes. stop Green Bay from going to the playoffs. If we yes. only win but one more game the rest of the season, that's the one I'll take. Yeah, Detroit can I, sweep us. That's fine. I am fine with losing. <laughs> That's fine. Yes, they deserve it. They, they've suffered for a long time, but it's time for Green Bay to start to suffer. It's time for them, to, you know, to lose out on the playoffs in Week 18 for a second consecutive year. I will take that. Oh, I will take that a million times out of a million times. In Green Bay. Uh, in Green Bay. Yes. yes. I love to see those sad, frozen tears. And 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 generally speaking. They give us those sad, frozen tears. Usually Aaron Rodgers uh, can only muster seven points in a game against San Francisco. I, I just enjoy January uh, Green Bay football because it always ends in pain. And just looking at those fans all through Lambeau Field looking sad and pondering how such a promising season just went to, went to nothing. Yep. It's, it's one of the greatest joys I have as a Bear fan. One of the greatest. Yep. 
They're and I love that for them. So <laughs> the the how okay. So we both are like, eh, you know, we would like to win, but you know, we don't need to win. We'd be okay if we didn't win. It's okay. But let's talk. So let's talk about this from a different angle. Three and a half point dogs at the crib. The weather, you are you. I think you told me earlier it's going to be under forty. It shouldn't be too inclement as far as uh, wind, rain. No, forty degrees doesn't look like it's going to be windy. It's going to be sunny. Okay. At least taking them off that track in uh up there in Detroit, it kind of makes them slower. It puts the Bears on an even, makes the, makes the game a little a little more even. Justin Fields has had a career of putting up numbers on Detroit. Yeah, I don't know about that three and a half. I think I think that hook. I think we're good to take that hook. They might beat us by three. Three and a half might be a little bit too much. Yeah, I see a close game. I see a close yeah. game, and I, I'm sure, you know, being a veteran battle, th- these are one of those trap games because I think the common fan will look at Detroit and look at the Bears and say, oh, this should be an easy Detroit double-digit win. Mm-hmm. This is a – Detroit has shown a few chinks in their armor, especially defensively, over the last month. Defense hasn't been playing uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears' offense is always better with Justin Fields under center, and it's always – a very explosive offense. You know, Justin could wheel off a 30, 40, 50-yard run at any minute. DJ Moore can turn a short pass into a 60-yard gain at any minute. I think the Bears might have the backfield healthy for the first time since week three, week four. I think Roshan, Khalil, and Foreman are healthy now. I think Foreman's the last piece. So uh, the Bears are pretty healthy. Any word on Tremaine Edmonds? I did not see if he was how he's doing. I think this is the healthiest the Bears have been in a while. And they're all and the defense is also playing really well. The defense, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Last two weeks, the defense has seven um, turnovers, six interceptions. Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. They got four against the, they got four against Dives. And they got three against golf. Who was the game they played in between Minnesota and Detroit? I think that was back to back, wasn't it? Was it back to back? You might be right. That's seven interceptions then. The Bears are, uh, I think they're tied for third in the league now, interceptions. We still, we still, we still back, we still at the bottom as far as sacks. But that is, that's, that's a win. That's a win for a defense that was that that we didn't expect much from coming into this season. Much yeah. maligned, we were terrible across the board last season, and right now we've actually had some type of identity. You know, well, we 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 we, we call some ball hawks. I think uh, what's been helping the Bears uh, tur- get get turnovers, spe- specifically interceptions, is also the pass rush has been more active. You know, since acquiring Montez Sweat, I think he I think he's got a sack in every game. Uh, but besides the first game he played here, but he got some good pressures mm-hmm. in that New Orleans game. Uh, Sweat comes off that edge and he's a load to deal with. Then you got Javon Dexter. He's he's starting to come into his own. Uh, you know, his, his his early in his campaign, you know, he was a little up and down snap total with uh 
uh, and it's just, you know, getting its fail as a rookie. But Dexter's really playing well. He's getting a push up the middle. So, yeah, I think that, that coincides with a pass rush, you know, forcing quarterbacks to release the ball early, forcing errors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's they go hand in hand together. So we're going to try this again with golf. I was hoping that the weather will be a little bit less uh, accepting, a little less comfortable for him. Maybe get some more generous golf go action going on. Help Jalen Johnson get into the Pro Bowl. Um, but if it's if it's going to be clear, we just don't have to stand on business and, and handle and handle it. Jalen's got to help himself too. He's dropped back to back pick sixes. Jalen, you got to help yourself because because uh, Bland over there in, in in Dallas is not dropping those pick sixes. Uh, he's a lock for the Pro Bowl. I don't even know if he's a better corner than Jalen Johnson, but the fact that he's getting his hands. On, on so many passes and taking them to the house. There's no way they're turning that guy down for, for the Pro Bowl. He's having a historic season in terms of is it five touchdowns? Five? He's got five. He's got five tutties. He's got, he, he, he's in there. Even if he mm-hmm. even if he gives up uh some big plays on the other end, he's in there. Then oh, you yeah. got Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore is a, is is a very good corner every year. So he's gonna always be in Pro Bowl consideration if if he's healthy. So there's not a lot of spots. It, it's 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 a tough crowd in the NFC uh, for that for that Pro Bowl spot. I know. Uh, I think Slay's having a little bit of a down year. I think. I mean, every time I turn into an Eagles game, somebody's getting uh, 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 gouged for. They, I don't know what's going on with that Philadelphia secondary, but they're giving up big plays every week to everybody. So I don't know if if, if Slay's having a good year. or or he's the only one having a good year over there in Philly, but yeah, but still the NFC, the uh, NFC cornerback crop is still tough competition, even though Jalen's having a really good year. Agreed. All right, let's call it. Let's call the game. Um, I got the Bears losing a close one, two points. Detroit, twenty-seven, twenty-five. I'm still waffling back and forth with this one. Uh, but right now, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go Lions 28, Bears 27. Ooh. I like that one. The right, backdoor cover, too. Backdoor cover. <laughs> All right. All right. So what do we need to see out of Justin going from this game? It, it, we said earlier – that what well, you said it a couple of episodes ago that you need to see Justin have more two more of those DC Denver type games to save yeah. his job. Yeah. I need a I need a projection against that same defense against you, that you just said that's been looking that's been looking a little crappy the last month. Mm-hmm. What what can we expect from Justin? Well, we saw Jordan Love pick that team apart on Thanksgiving, and that was a big surprise. Um, what do I need to see from Justin mainly? Um, I need him to not have a late game turnover. I need him to not uh, give up a, a, a strip fumble. Uh, I mean, I mean, fumbling happens. You get sacked, that happens. But I can't have it be on a quarterback where he's in the pocket too long not processing quick enough, indecisive. Justin 
put your back foot down, run, get whatever you can, throw it away. So I need Justin to be I, – I, I really need to see his decision-making. It's not so much statistical uh, progress necessarily, although I would like to see Justin throw for a 300-yard game, get a couple touchdowns. I need the fumbling issue to clear up. I need the bad sacks. I need the late-game mistakes to clear up. So if I, if I had to put a yardage total, uh, which I really don't want to because I just want to see progress, I want to see Justin mm-hmm. go north of 250. I want to see him throw a couple touchdowns. Um, Justin really doesn't have an interception problem per se. Uh, picks happen. You know, balls get tipped at the line. Corners make good plays. I'm not mad at either one of those. If you get a tip ball interception or a corner just breaks and makes a great play. Just no awful reads, you know. No awful reads, no indecisiveness. Let's play a steady 60 minutes. That's what I want to see from Justin. For me, I do want to see some numbers. Um, I echo everything you said about becoming better as a as a quarterback, you know, making the right reads, going through progressions, not putting the ball on the turf, not putting the ball in, in harm's way. Yeah, obviously. That's what we need to see out of Justin. Something, something that we expect to see for a third-year player, someone who started the majority of the games for his career. However, with this opponent, with this opponent that he's had a lot of success, personal success with, against, rather, I, I want to see that trend continue. In fact, I want to see that trend go upward, up the mountain. Uh, I would like to see that second career 300-yard game. Um, he's been deadly against Detroit running the ball. I wouldn't be opposed to him putting another – 80 or so yards on them too, since they can't, they can't contain them. They can't, they, they can't tackle. I think him and I think Justin and, and Jack Campbell are the same size. So if they can't, if they can't contain them and they can't continue to beat them across their head, you know, until they figure out, until they learn their lesson, until they figure out a way to stop it. But I do want to see, I want to see put numbers up. That's the only thing that's going to continue. Well, get most, uh, most people that are detractors. Most yeah. In, in this, in this, in our bear fan, bear nation, mm-hmm. if they're a detractor against Justin, they only they only understand they only understand numbers anyway. So let's see you, the numbers. Let's give them the numbers, good Justin. Point. Let's give them the numbers. Let's go out there and get that three hundred yard game against a, against an opponent that you know again division opponent, someone you've had you've had success with. I understand you probably got a good confidence level against them. So let's go do it. Let's go do it. And you know, again, for the last five weeks. Uh, speaking of numbers, uh, I know we have a lot of, like you said, the just the Justin detractors. They only understand numbers. Um, and this offseason, the Bears have made an effort to increase his talent. On his, you know, the the offensive cast, the offensive support group, they have done that. Uh, you know, they brought in DJ Moore, they signed uh, Nate Davis, but something still, uh, you know, they they want we want numbers from Justin. Does Justin have a supporting cast which 
it's beneficial to them putting up big numbers. I say that because, you know, as I said before, they've gotten uh, DJ Moore. That's a playmaker. But you look at Justin's receivers, you got a fifth-round pick in Mooney out there. That's the number two receiver. Uh, Scott was a fourth-round pick. You know, you look around the NFL, and a lot of these teams are surrounding their quarterback with a lot of first-round talent. They're acquiring. Let's look at Brock Purdy, another young quarterback. In the backfield, he has Christian McCaffrey, a top-ten pick. Um, Depot Samuel was a pro bowler. I don't remember what round he was taking, uh, first or second, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, these teams are spending draft capital on these top players around him. I mean, the Eagles went and, went and got um, Jalen Hurts. He has two first-round picks at receiver around him. And uh, the tight end, Goddard, is a, is a second-round pick. And, you know, the, the offensive line, you know, there's a lot of talent on the offensive line. So, you know, move forward, whoever is going to be the Bears quarterback, whether you're a Justin Fields guy returning next year or you want to turn the page and you want to get Caleb Williams and Drake May, Going forward, the Bears have to start putting talent around the quarterback position, you know, getting guys, drafting guys in the first and second round or trading for big time players like the Eagles did for A.J. Brown or like the the Bills did for um, Josh Allen and acquire Stephon Diggs. And they drafted Dalton Cade in the first round, too. I believe that, that tight end was selected in the first round. Even the Lions, uh, Amron St. Brown is a first-round pick. Jamison Williams is a first-round pick. Sam Laporte is a tight end is a first-round pick. Penny Sewell is a top-five pick. You know, going forward, the front office, whoever is at quarterback, please go get playmakers, go get talent, prioritize it. Attack those positions at the top of the draft. Go get wide receivers. Go get tight ends for agency top of the draft. Go get top line guys if you want to continue to develop your quarterback and have him look good. And step into the modern NFL, our modern NFL offense. I can't take any more of seeing every year we can't have an individual quarterback over 4,000 yards. That is not a benchmark anymore in the NFL. That should just be what it is if your quarterback starts 15 games or more. He should be able to throw for 4,000 yards. You should be able to generate 24 points per game, at least as an offense. There should be multiple touchdowns every game. There should be a receiver who has more than 5,000 career receiving yards uh, for your team. There should be a guy going over 12, 1,300. If you're serious about competing, there should be a guy over 12, 1,300 yards. And there should be another guy over at least seven, 800 yards. Yeah, man, the Bears, they, the front office. A lot of, again, another thing you hear um, about the woes of the Bears. People, a lot of people blame Justin and the rest of them. They can't develop because the, the the team is just bad and the front office is bad. Yeah, yeah, the front office, you got to do better. And well, if, if that's Poles or if that's the next guy, got to do better. Got to do better. Don't, draft. Draft like all those studs you named the top of the draft. Draft guys like that. Don't draft no more Curtis Enuses. Or uh one of your other favorites, Kevin White. 
gotta start. Yeah, gotta start that giving your quarterback weapons. That was a bad miss. You know, sometimes GMs miss. You can't miss that bad. You know, that is that is just a terrible miss. Taking Mitch Trubisky over Pat Mahomes, an awful miss. Especially when you had both of them in the building and you were deliberating between those two quarterbacks. They're not even considering Deshaun Watson. We got to start getting playmakers. You got to start. When a guy like Stephon Diggs or Tyreek Hill becomes available, hop on that, guys. Go get that guy. Hop on it and don't pull out. (laughs) Don't pull out. (laughs) That's the lesson of the day. Stop pulling out. Because you're you're risking not getting a playmaker if you pull out. So guys, before you you before you pull out, guys, GMs, before you pull out, think of think of staying in there and getting that playmaker. Create that Stefan Diggs. Make them, create that Tyreek Hill. Be, be a winner. Be a winner. You know, be a winner. You don't no one's ever no one's ever won by you know leaving the race early. No, 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 no. no, no. Go to the finish line. Stay in there. Don't pull out. Don't and stop trading our second round picks, please. For the love of God, stop trading our second round picks and trading down. <laughs> please stop doing that. Good Lord. I'm, I'm so tired of poles and pace with the middle of the draft dancing. I, I we, we don't have to trade through the middle of the draft to acquire Tyler Scott's and Tyree Stevenson's. <laughs> stop doing that, please. Not, a, not, not how you you know, develop a winning culture, you know. Uh, Go get the your... studs. That is my uh-huh. thing for whoever is the GM in 2024. See the studs. Go get them. Go get them. Episode 52. You know who that is. Another a former GM, Witten got, and our current GM sold off for, yeah. Sold them all for leading the lead in sacks. My my my. See, I, I I've had so much trauma lately. I don't want to keep reminiscing on recent Bears doing well. Like you 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 you. The Robbie Gold thing made me block out the last four years. I was gonna say Jim Morrissey. Do your homework on Jim Morrissey. <laughs> uh, number fifty two. Played with Chico Rivera when I was a kid. I just remember that name and that number in that jersey. Fifty two. I believe Ron Rivera was fifty nine. Ron Rivera should be available to be a defensive coordinator next year, Eric Bieniemy. We've heard <laughs> Eric <laughs> If you want to do Chico <laughs> and keep him employed next year, because he won't be a head coach next year, I can tell you that. Chico and Ibrahim are going to be very good defensive coordinators. Or something yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. Update your resume. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Update your resume. Okay, brush off that. You know, reset that password on that LinkedIn. You'll be using it. You'll be needing it in the near future. Um, you you had a you had a callback. Uh, Dan Morris, uh, not Dan Morrissey, Jim Morrissey. Jim Morrissey. Um, for me, I was thinking about Brian Cox. Oh old, man, that was a disappointing one. Yeah. Oh, old neck roll. Brace. He talked yeah. such a good game. Came from the Dolphins. One of Wani's. The pieces are in place. The pieces are in place for a major run, and Brian Cox was slow, was just terrible. <laughs> but he was the prototypical linebacker back then. Back then, a, a, a big guy with a neck roll that just comes and hits. Except for that the game was evolving. That's it. And Brian, 
and Brian Cox was stuck in man coverage against running backs that were tearing them <laughs> I think that's about the time Marshall Falk got in the league too. Mid nineties. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Guy like guys like Marshall Falk were getting in the league. And Barry Sanders was making a fool out of whoever was playing defense for the Bears. He made a fool out of Cox uh, a lot. Imagine trying to stop Barry Sanders and you go get Brian Cox. <laughs> that is your answer. A big slow footed linebacker who probably runs a 5 140. And that's who you're gonna stop Brian Cox with. Why did he wear or, that neck that, that neck roll? He didn't have a neck. What was the point of that? He was coming in. You know, a lot of linebackers in that day and age, Chris Spielman had the big one too. I don't yeah. know if that made them feel more intimidating or what. But I'm glad linebackers don't wear that anymore. Man, you you <laughs> I keep saying it. Back in the day, like when, when I was when I was playing back when I, I was in school, if, if you saw uh, you would look on the opposing side like oh who got the who got the neck roll? Oh, uh, that's their star. That's their star that's right there. Star. Yeah, he got the neck yeah. roll. He got the <laughs> that's their star. Now, now you see somebody with a neck roll, like, yeah, he don't play. He don't get in. <laughs> you know, if anybody, if there's any current bear that should have a neck roll. It's Jack Sanborn. He seems like a necro type. He's a throwback linebacker. I can see him in a necro. Not, and I'm not saying Jack Sanborn can't play, but if anybody can do a necro justice, it's Jack Sanborn. That guy's a throwback player. Yeah. Every team needs yeah, a Jack yeah. Sanborn. He's definitely <laughs> an early 2000. I'm surprised Bill Belichick hasn't contacted the Bears front office and asked for Jack Sanborn. That's definitely a Bill Belichick type guy. <laughs> he, pro- he probably wants to. But I'm 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 thinking Bob Kraft said, "Hey, look, you, you keep the hands off. You keep your hands off of any buying, any purchases, nothing. Everything goes through me from now on. You're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> you you just, just worry about the game, right? Well, you just worry about the game. There's a couple things with that. Kraft is probably spending most of the resources on uh, illicit massages. Two, Bill Belichick is senile. He might not." have any idea where he's at anymore. I mean, he might not know what year it is. I, I've seen some Bears fans clamor for Bill Belichick, and I've heard some – I've seen some rumors Bill Belichick might be, you know, let go from New England. How about as a Bear? How about no? <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to say no to one of the winningest coaches in NFL history, but I think his time is is, is, is beyond him. I think I think it's – it's it's done for for old Bill. He's starting to look Joe Paternal like out there. Rest in peace, Joey P. But he's starting to look Joe Paternal in the late Penn State days out there. Just a figurehead. Yeah, put Bill out of misery. Just yeah. put Bill out of. I don't want the the White Sox. God, those Jerry Rosdorf friend. They they dusted off Tony Larusa and brought him back. Can we as Bears Nation not bring back? Bring bring a bring a NFL version of Tony LaRusso here. Leave that to <laughs> the Sox. That's a that's a deep pull. I, I, that is that is definitely the NFL version of LaRusso. He was winning a lot of games back in the days. He's a little out of touch now. You might get pulled over for drunk driving and have a, a, a crazy uh uh mug shot. Yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, we definitely don't need that on the lakefront. Keep that on Thirty Fourth no. Street. Let's go out and get an exciting young offensive mastermind. Go get the enemy or Ben Johnson. That's my top two. 
If, if you're going to bring, if you are going to en- en- entertain Bill or Harbaugh, anything like, anything like that, you got to tell them to bring, bring, the, bring the cheaters with them. Bring the cheaters That's the with only them. Way. <laughs> That's right. Bring the cheaters with Like, Bill, if, you, if you're going to, if you're going to coach here, you got to call up man, man, Jimmy. Y'all both got to cheat together. Uh, call man, Harbaugh, Jimmy. Harbaugh, you bring Connor. You can't come without him. <laughs> Listen, if Jim Harbaugh can bring winning and cheating here, he can have all the free khaki pants he likes. All the free khaki yeah, pants. I, and coach fine. euphemisms and, and, and cliches. I'll deal with it. I just want to win. <laughs> this is draining me. This is draining this me. Is, this is what desperation looks like. Like I don't care how the wins happen. We just we just need them. <laughs> you had the Lions winning by one with a backdoor Bears with a backdoor cover. I not only I have the, the Lions winning by one, I have them winning a game that'll make you want to fire even so. So I have the Bears marching down to tight. No, I'm sorry, to come within one, and I have Eberflus going for two, and them not getting the two point conversion. That's how the Bears lose this Sunday. <laughs> On a missed <laughs> two point conversion. You know what? It, was it a screen? Yes, it's definitely a screen. Fire Getsy. <laughs> <laughs>